Jordan, Ian, who accidentally locked themselves out of their house at 1am, tried to get warm by snuggling up in some leaves, only to inadvertently become the king of the slug people. Bobby McFerrin? No. Two guys who act And welcome to episode 60 of Two Guys What's Up, the weekly comedy podcast where I'm joined by the guy who is literally living his worst nightmare, His Majesty Slug King Jordan. Your Highness, how are you? God, that's awful. <laughs> I knew you'd like that. That's why I purposely didn't send you it in my notes. Right, okay, that makes sense. Because normally that intro question is there and I was like, have I missed yep. something? No, I just purposely hid it from your eyes. Dirty f- they are horrible creatures, aren't they? Like, honestly, what purpose do they serve? Honestly, I have no f***ing idea. Like, you think about spiders, they're not very nice, but they eat insects. You think about flies, you know, what do they do? I don't know, make people horny. <laughs> Only think of a peck. But slugs? F***ing nothing. You're right. Snails, on the other hand, though, they give out great mortgage advice. Do they? Yeah, because they have the house on the back. You know, they know everything there is to know about the housing market, so... Yeah, you say that, but do they really? Because, I mean, since they've been born, they've never had to fight for a house. They've been given it almost on a plate. No, they fight for it before they get it. Like, we don't see them, obviously, in their true adolescent form. You know, they are born without it, and then they have to do the research, they have to get the project planning, they have to get the money together, they have to get the deposit, and they they buy that house. They are the best creatures to go to for mortgage advice then that is what snails are for and i only went to halifax i know i went to slug people oh, did no. you? <laughs> yeah that's why i got <laughs> <shit> advice <laughs> all right okay <laughs> never mind i tell you what on a very separate but happier topic oh, yeah. i'm so into the whole too good to go craze yeah uh, my wife put me onto that not so long ago All and right. we did a couple of them we got some great steals but then my wife heard about this particular place and she was like this place always gives out the goods you know it's, it's fantastic value you always get loads of cakes and stuff and we were like yeah brilliant so we tried it and then we got a quiche and uh, we kind of gave up after that oh no i take it you're not a fan of quiches like i'm not either oh uh, no i'm not a fan of quiches and my mum keeps making me them <laughs> oh do you want to try this quiche i made and like i can't stand the texture of cold egg Mm, i think that's it yeah it makes me feel a bit icky so no i'm not a fan of quiches at all (laughs) mum i must say i'm really into the whole too good to go thing though yeah and the past couple of weeks i've managed to get on two separate occasions two bags from a local bakery Mm. and they've been so good all four bags came to about 13 pounds yeah but I actually compiled a list of what I got, and I'm just going to tell you now, I was so happy. Okay, go on then. (laughs) I'll start with the savoury, right? Four quiches. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, the first one is a bacon and tomato quiche with a salad box. Not my thing. My wife loves it, though, so, I mean, you know, I'll let that slide. Fair enough. Happy wife, happy life. Absolutely. Aside from that, then got two tuna melt baguettes, a roast chicken baguette. Nice. A tuna mayo roll a corned beef tomato and onion roll, Mm -hmm. a sausage roll. There's lots of rolls at this point. (laughs) There will be after you've eaten all this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's only for uh, starters. (laughs) Two Cornish pasties, two 
two loaves of bread, and then the sweet treats included four custard tarts, six Danish pastries, holy hell, four toffee chocolate Danish pastries, damn, two chocolate coated flapjacks, eight ginger cake squares, and two triple chocolate cookies. Nice. And all of that was a grand total of about 13 quid. Bloody delicious. Yeah, I can imagine. The one thing that puts me off about the Too Good To Go app is because of my OCD, right? If, like, I am one of these people that sticks to use-by dates and sell-by dates. Right, yeah. But obviously when you buy things from like a bakery, they don't have that on because they're intended to just be bought on the day for your lunch that day. Yes. So, I mean, if you buy all of that, I mean, the cakes, you know, are probably going to be fine. But like things like prawn sandwiches and chicken sandwiches, if you put that in your fridge... My thought is, when are they going to be okay until? Right, I see. Yeah, yeah. So I always think I'm going to have to eat it all right now. (laughs) I mean, the way that we've been doing it lately is we've kind of collected these parcels before we've had our dinner. Good plan. Exactly. So like the chicken baguette, you know, we ate that that evening. It was really good. And all that we have as leftovers are you know things that are just best before and they are going to be fine for at least a good few days Hmm. so what I've also done is a load of the Danish pastries I've put them in Ziploc bags and frozen them nice (laughs) just so whenever I fancy one I can just pop one out the freezer pop one out the freezer yeah good plan honestly I think that's really good value I totted it up and it's like nearly 35 quids worth of stuff yeah yeah that's definitely good but we're going on about this app Jordan do you want to actually tell the people what it is in case they don't know such a good point i should have probably thought about that (laughs) so too good to go is essentially an app where usually the night before you can purchase a slot to collect too good to go parcels so essentially if a restaurant or a grocery store has surplus food that day you can purchase these bags and you don't know what you're going to get it is a bit of a lucky dip Mm -hmm. it's normally about a third of the retail value that you end up having to pay so for example if it's three quid they have to put in nine pounds worth at least of goods but you just don't know what you're going to get so it is a little bit of a mystery box yeah but really worth it you know if your life's lacking a little bit of excitement <laughs> you could go for that it's like christmas every day in it <laughs> it really is yeah so essentially it's just a way for businesses to sell the leftover food rather than send it to waste exactly which also feels like a real shame to not give that to homeless and, and people that are really in need true but uh, that's another discussion for a separate day absolutely <laughs> worth a go anyway if you haven't done it before do check it out because honestly I think it's a genius idea. Until you get eight quiches in one, and then, you know, it's just <laughs> f- never again. Yeah. Then I just don't do it for that store anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's plenty more to go around. Anyway, delicious meal, pal. So what have you got coming up for us today? Well, do you remember many, many moons ago, I did the compilation of the dumbest things people have said? I do. Well, it turns out people are f- stupid. Isn't this part three? This could be part three, yeah. I do believe this is part three. I, th- I think it well could be, but I've got such a list on my phone of stupid shit, and I was like, it's been a little while since I've done one of these, so you know what, I'm going to give you a whole list of new dumbest things people have ever said. Brilliant. I cannot wait to hear it. I love these ones. Some of them are just like, are you seriously asking this? Yeah. <laughs> I suppose that's the whole point of the title. (laughs) But anyway, what have you got for us today? Well, long story short, vampires. Oh, okay. A little bit like the ones from Twilight? Yeah, I'm going to get into that. Really? uh, Hold your horses. Are you just going to read the saga? (laughs) Yeah, how did you know? (laughs) Took me ages to read it 
and then transcript it onto my phone so I can read it off of that. <laughs> kind of pointless, really, if I think about it. It's just reminded me, the comedian Jimmy Carr, mm. he, he once said something about Twilight, <laughs> and he said, Twilight is a young girl's choice between necrophilia and bestiality. <laughs> <laughs> so true. In essence, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that will be on the blurb on the back of the DVD. No, I don't think so. <laughs> maybe, maybe the X-rated version? I don't know. Oh, oh God, there's going to be that out there, isn't there? <laughs> Probably. Oh, dear. Have you ever heard of Rule 42? Um, no. So, uh, I think it comes from a list of internet rules, and Rule 42 states that for everything that exists on the internet, there is a dirty version of it. Oh, so this is a real dirty version of Two Guys What's Up? Or are we the dirty versions and there's a clean one somewhere? I think, yeah, yeah, I think we're the dirty versions, mate, <laughs> after last week's episode. Hey, I mean, sometimes the needs must. Absolutely, yeah. If the time calls for it, then you've got to do it, yeah? You've got, to, you've got to heed the call. Absolutely. you got to kiss those flies. Yeah, get turned on. It's all good. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> anyway, vampires. So, they are pointy-teethed, blood-sucking, bitey bastards. These shits are said to prey on humans, and yes, it is unfortunately true that they do feed on blood, but we all knew that. But is that all there is to them? Well, yeah, kinda, but there is a little bit more. So, what are they really? Latter generations may be familiar with a sparkly, ripped, sombre hard done by 800-year-old teens made popular by films like Twilight, but today I'm going to burst that bubble, and later on I'm going to give you a first-hand eyewitness account of a real-life vampire encounter that I'm sorry to say, if you're around 25 or under, you've been lied to. Okay. I mean, I'm over 25, so I guess I'm golden. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't think you were prime Twilight demograph. What are you trying to say? <laughs> that it wasn't written for you, Jordan. I loved that film. I think, um, actually, in the write-up for it, it was like, this book is a book that is written for everyone except Jordan. He can f*** off. I think that was the only <laughs> swear word in the entire novel or trilogy. They didn't specify my surname, though, so it could have been just any Jordan. No, there was a picture of you next to it. Oh, oh was there? Yep. <laughs> okay. Okay, fair enough. Well, I can't argue with that. <laughs> Cannot. You are one of a kind, Jordan. That's what they all say. So, vampires have had a place in nearly every culture around the world, dating back centuries. The word vampire wasn't always what was used, though, but creatures with the same attributes were reported and often associated with demons. A little side note here, blood is mentioned in all sorts of paranormal lore, such as blood sacrifices, demons being raised with offerings of blood, aliens taking samples of it, and of course, the ones we're talking about today, who literally need it to sustain themselves. So let's have a look at some vampires through the ages. In ancient Greece, there was a lass called Ebusa, who was the daughter of a goddess, the goddess Kekati, to be exact. Now, this is going to do my head in. Ebusa wasn't exactly described as I'm sure you're probably imagining, being a deity and all. She was unfortunately described as a demon, a horrible creature with bronze feet, and she spent her time transforming into a young woman, seducing men and drinking their blood as they slept. God, were they aware? No. I don't think so. I mean, they might have been in the morning when they woke up and, you know, were just a bit deflated. <laughs> a little bit pale. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, what she did, though. What a bitch. That's very uncalled for. Yeah, not very nice, is it? Another Greek's... Another Greek blood-sucking... For sake. <laughs> this is what happens when I work for 11 hours. Another Greek blood-sucker was a woman named Lamia. She was a daughter of King Belus, who was having an affair with Zeus. Sleeping with the big dog. Behind his wife's back, no less. But then his wife... Hera found out about the naughty side action Zeus was getting, and he was like, F*** this man, and killed all of Lamia's children, who was understandably pissed off, and said she'd get her revenge, which she did, rather strangely I have to say, by preying on children while they slept in their beds, and you guessed it, sucking their blood. 
Right, just a thought, Ian. Can you choose stories that have just, like, names like Tim and Janet? <laughs> Look, mate, I don't choose the stories. They choose me, OK? Oh, do they? <laughs> I get a little blip in my head, which, you know, says, talk about dirty, crispy aliens from the year 2047. Feven isn't a word. <laughs> it is in the future, right? So... I just have to research and talk about it, right? The names are just what's in there, okay? Right. Is this like when the screaming in your head stops? <laughs> no, this is when it starts, when I'm trying oh, to really? sleep. And they're like, <laughs> you know, they're all like, talk about me, talk about me. Like, you know, trying to make me tell their story. And I'm like, all right, all right, just queue up in an orderly fashion. What's your name? Sabanstihu. Okay, not talking about you. Get to the back of the queue. Sabanstihu. <laughs> right, at this point, it wouldn't surprise me if that is a name that's about to show up. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I'm having to tell this story tonight is because the other night when i was lying in bed no voices came but a creature did sneak in through my door and come and try and suck my blood and i was like hey hey, hey, hey i'll tell your story if you don't suck my blood right and they were like yeah right fair enough so that's the reason you know this one didn't go to the back of the queue and it is indeed being told tonight see problem is though is that it's not that great with the english language and actually instead of blood it meant penis <laughs> Shit, yeah just misinterpreted <sighs> fool damn <laughs> It's still there. Call it back. <laughs> That's f***ing long gone, man. <laughs> but this Lamia, the one who went and got a revenge, it's daft. It's like you sleeping with my wife and then me going, right, that's it, Jordan. Revenge shall be mine. I'm going to go and break all the tables in his house. And that was a previous conversation of ours, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'd stop sleeping with my wife. That is not true. For anyone that is listening, <laughs> I am not an absolute asshole. <laughs> Sorry, mate, I allowed it, it's fine. And Ian is not the most forgiving guy. <laughs> In Slavic folklore, there is a creature called Upers, or Nosferatu. Does that name sound familiar, Jordan? Yes, I have heard of Nosferatu. These creatures are believed to be reanimated corpses that have returned from the dead, needing to consume human blood in order to keep itself wandering on our mortal plane. They are depicted as pale, with sharp fangs, glowing eyes. They have the ability to shapeshift into animals, particularly bats and wolves. They are said to avoid sunlight and are vulnerable to garlic, holy symbols and running water. In some Slavic traditions, the seventh son of the seventh son is believed to be destined to become one of these creatures. So that's like really getting a shot into the stick. You know, the seventh son of the seventh son's like, oh, I want to be a doctor. And it's like, well, buddy, I got some bad news for you. You're going to be a bloodsucker. <laughs> yeah, you're destined to suck me all blood. <laughs> they're thinking, oh, no, I don't want to be a vampire. But secretly they're thinking, yes, dreams of fucking come true. Yeah, well, yeah, you never know. Or, again, this could be just bad translation. And actually, they really meant penis. <laughs> Have you got something on your mind that you want to tell us about, Jordan? Not at all. I just really need a blood job. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long week. <laughs> So in Caribbean folklore, or Caribbean folklore, however you wish to pronounce it, particularly from regions like Haiti or Jamaica, comes the legend of the Lugaroo, which is described as a sinister creature that comes out at night and preys on the living. It has glowing eyes and sharp fangs. Again, it possesses the ability to transform into various forms, including bats and wolves, or even mist this time, which helps while it is stalking its victims and stuff. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Victims and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's like on the hunt out one night, you know, it needs a new hoover or something, but it just needs to get to the shop unseen, so, you know, it just turns into mist, turns up at, I don't know, where sells hoovers, B&M. <laughs> I was thinking, like, curries or something. Yeah, it probably makes more sense. Like I said, my head's not with it. <laughs> like, Been a long day. Go to hoovers like the corner shop. 
<laughs> yeah, go to the spa, grab a hoover. Yeah, and a delicious hot sausage roll while you're at it. Why the f*** not? They do some good too good to go bags as well. Do they? I've seen them, but I could never be bothered because I know I'll probably just get something like, I don't know, a rotten carrot and a f***ing <laughs> box of sif or something. <laughs> See, that is the problem with little shops, really, is that they have to just provide the best before, so you'll probably get, like, November's best before crisps or something. Uh, I mean, I like crisps. I can eat a good bag of crisps, that's fine by me. I might, I might try it. You've talked me into it. Yeah, no, but they're probably soggy. I'll probably get all the f***ing quiches out. <laughs> they had a huge delivery, but no one bought them. <laughs> yeah. No one likes quiches. <laughs> Stick them in all the too-good-to-go bags. Yeah, like, I bought four too-good-to-go bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really sort of hedged my bet. If I buy that many, I'm sure to get something decent. Four bags of quiches. See, you were at the back of the queue as well. There were six other people in front of you getting these bags, and you can spy, ooh, they've got some good stuff. Yeah. You end up with the quiches. Yeah. They thought, the best for last, mate. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That would be just my look, though. Often associated with witchcraft and dark magic, the Luguru is believed to have made a pact with the devil, granting it supernatural powers in exchange for its soul. But what if you're being chased by one of these bags, or one is knocking at your front door? Well, there are a few things you can do. Again, place garlic or protective herbs around your home, hang crosses, or perform rituals, which can be found for sale at patreon.com forward slash two guys what's up oh yeah but you know some of these rituals we can't talk about yeah don't tell anyone about them i mean if, if you're being chased by a luguru don't stop and go on your phone and be like oh i'll go to two guys what's up patreon just run run away <laughs> get a bit of garlic get across you're fine what is it about garlic though that really puts all these little buggers off you know i read this the other day and i was like oh but now i can't remember oh brilliant okay Oh, it's nice you've come armed. <laughs> Maybe they just don't like the, the smell. I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't imagine it's the taste because they don't get near enough, do they? I've just discovered a new saying. You know, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Oh, yeah. A garlic bread a day keeps the vampires away. Perfect. Perfect excuse to eat a takeaway every day. <laughs> <laughs> I do love a good old garlic bread pizza. Yeah, man. Get your usual. Get a pizza, get a burger, whatever. Get a kebab. But... Add in a garlic bread. Love it. Well, I don't really need to. I've got like 16,000 Danish pastries in the freezer. That's not going to keep the vampires away, Jordan, is it? Well, if I rub it in garlic. <sighs> that sounds grim, though. <laughs> that does sound horrendous. <laughs> I better stop doing it. Oh, garlic with icing sugar. <laughs> Oh, that's awful. So, Jordan, you may be sitting there wanting me to just hurry up and finish. Or you may be just be asking yourself, who Who was was the the first vampire? vampire? Damn, I was hoping you were going to tell me to hurry up and finish because I've written nothing else. (laughs) (laughs) One minute. Okay, the first vampire. (laughs) That award goes to a gentleman by the name that I can't pronounce, Yuri Grando Alivion... Alilovic. Also known as Tim. Should we just call him Tim for the rest of this? <laughs> it's Yuri Grando Alilovic, maybe. Good for me. This gentleman was born in 1578 and died in 1656. He lived in a village, which is nowadays Croatia, but this poor guy was the first person to be given the prestigious title of vampire in the record books. But at the time, he was referred to as a Strijan local dialect for vampire or warlock. Okay. Legend has it that for 16 years after the guy had died, he would pop out of his grave and scare the inhabitants of the village. The local padre, Father Grigio... 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 
<laughs> For f- sake. I read this earlier and I was like, got it. Giorgio. Is that it? That's it. Yeah, that sounds about right. Who had been the one to tuck Yuri into his dirt bed 16 years prior, got wind of his spooky nocturnal outings, which generally consisted of knock-knock game where whoever answered the door to the ghostly spooker would unfortunately have a date with the Grim Reaper in the coming days. So it's a kind of the ring sort of scenario. Right, okay. Yeah, I get you. He knocks on your door, you answer... You're dead. That went from not to 60 immediately. You did hear me say at the beginning, he's a vampire, right? Well. So I didn't say he's like the Tooth Fairy or Santa Claus. Horrible things were probably going to follow in his wake. It's fair enough. What about Dracula, though? Is he just as bad as him? I guess so. I mean, they've got to be at least on par. Well, I don't know. Might have been a lovely chap. I'm telling you about him right now. (laughs) Give him a blood bag. He's fine. (laughs) Give him a blood bag. (laughs) (laughs) It turns out he's a great bloke. Yeah, he's just a blood addict. He just needs his one blood bag a day and he's fine. Yeah, a little fix. Maybe he's iron deficient. Possibly. Someone get this guy a girder. (laughs) Yuri even gave his widow, Ivana, the heebie-jeebies with a ghostly bedroom visit, peering in through their bedroom window, looking like he was gasping for air. And when Father Giorgio finally squared off with the git, he whipped out a cross, shouting, Check out Jesus Christ, you f***ing bloodsucker, and cut it out! The villagers thought they'd try to skewer the vampire with a hawthorn stick to the heart, but it simply bounced off of Yuri's chest. Undeterred, a gang of nine brave souls armed with lamps, a cross, and another hawthorn stick dug up Yuri's coffin, only to find him grinning like he was greeting guests to a housewarming party. Father Giorgio declared, See here, you creepy dickhead. You can't keep going around doing this stuff. And with another attempted stab to the heart, they failed to pierce his undead flesh. After some serious prayers, though, and incantations, a guy called Stepan thought, F*** this, whipped out a saw and got to work on the bugger's neck. Wow. And as soon as the saw hit the skin, the vampire let out a blood-curdling shriek, and just like that, according to the legend, the head was removed and peace finally returned to the village. Wow. Was there any consequences for this Stepan guy? Yeah, he had a really blunt saw. Oh, right, okay. And what, did they all chip in for him to get a new one? No. (laughs) He became the outcast. You know, it's like group mentality. They're all like, yeah, do it, do it. And then when he did it, they were like, that was a bit weird, mate. (laughs) Typical villagers. (laughs) So he couldn't do his woodwork anymore because he had a blunt saw and it was covered in blood, so he couldn't even sell it. All the villagers hated him and he became the world's first yeti because he moved to a snowy mountain and became a recluse. Oh, fair enough, sir. All's well that ends well. (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Maybe he was that one that we never really got to the bottom of. Oh, uh, Diet Love Pass. That's the one. Possibly. F***ing hell, full circle. Nice one. Cheat you out with the theories. F***ing clever. So from these stories, you can probably kind of hear how the legend has amalgamated into what we know today. The changing into a bat, the distaste for garlic, the stake to the heart, the loss of the head, and fear of religious paraphernalia. So there are a ton of other cultures that have their own versions of vampires that I could list, but would be sat here all day. So on to nowadays. What do we think of vampires? There are a couple of strong contenders. We generally think of Dracula, with a smartly dressed, charismatic, creepy guy with a cool, slick back hair, smartly dressed, living in a spooky castle. There's the Twilight guys, or the one that I know best, Count Dracula. But what are these undead blood guzzlers really like? Well, here, for my final tale, is a modern eyewitness account that will let us all in on the secret of just what they really look like. Are you ready for this, Jordan? I, I think so. It's pretty creepy. Okay. No, no, bring it. Give it to me. I was just about to. (laughs) Hurry up. I was was just about to. (laughs) I'm serious. (laughs) Let me start. Go on, then. Oh, God. 
It was Christmas Eve of 1983. Jan Thompson, a paranormal investigator, was driving late one night, rushing to get to her family's house in time to spend a lovely Christmas day surrounded by the people she loved the most. She was driving the highways of Kentucky, making her way to Indiana. It was getting late. She wasn't making good time. The roads were quite full, with fellow drivers also making their way home for festive fun, and the traffic was moving slow. She thought, F- this. I'm going to take a shortcut. The snow on the ground wasn't quite at a slippery stage yet, and she thought I can meander along faster than this quite happily down a virtually unused back road, so that she did. She turned off and was again making good time. By this time, it was 12.17am. She wasn't happy. She was late. Christmas morning had arrived. She was still on the road where she should have been five eggnogs deep already. But it was at this precise moment she saw something move in the field next to her car to her left. Maybe it was a deer, she thought. She knew a sharp curve was coming up, and with a quick mental calculation, she thought, if our trajectories continue at this speed, we're sure to collide. So she slowed down, but as the critter pushed its way through the brush and came into view, it was clear that it was not a f***ing deer, it was a humanoid stood on two legs. That sounds creepy as s***. I've got a picture of this as well, so I'm going to send you it afterwards so you can get a good look, and I must say, I don't know what the hell is going on with these people that draw cryptids, but it's standing in a pretty sexy pose. <laughs> What, just like that alien with his wand? Just like that wandy alien, yeah. After I've finished the story, I'll send you it over. Okay. And it will be on Instagram for everyone else to check out. Brilliant. But she slammed on the brakes, and it came to a grinding halt just a few short yards from the thing, which was now standing in plain sight, illuminated by her headlights. It appeared to be a man, six to seven feet tall, naked, silky pale skin that was almost as white as the snow, stood on the balls of its feet as if it was ready to attack. Its large back was hunched, arms up in defence mode, the muscles were ginormous, it was a chiselled, ripped, lean hunk of creature. And yes, Jordan, I can hear your thoughts, it was naked, and the d*** is described in great detail. You're joking. No, I'm not joking. Uh, what? It was uncircumcised, massive, we're talking footlong sub here, ginormous, dangling balls, actually written <laughs> in the book. And so they've just, like, written about me? <laughs> Mate, if you look anything like this picture, then I want to date you, mate, because it's pretty damn sexy. And if you're still going to be going along that line of thinking of changing blood to penis, then we're going to have a good night. (laughs) And also, can I just say, did you notice in your notes, you said the muscles were ginormous. You've actually written the muscles were gorgeous. (laughs) Did I? I didn't read that. (laughs) The muscles were gorgeous. And his penis was beautiful. (laughs) Did make me smile. It had long spindly fingers with long rough nails which were dripping with blood. It had thick hair on its forearms and back and long messy hair on its head. Its eyes were glowing red and it was breathing as if it was trying to catch his breath. And yes, it also had blood around its mouth. The creature stared at her with a wicked grin showing its teeth which included the long pointy prominent canines. It licked its lips, closed its mouth, huffed and jumped off gracefully clearing a ditch and carried on with its journey. Later on, she found out that she had been near some cattle mutilations, not the alien-seeming kind, but the ripped-apart and fed-on kind. And Jordan, for your viewing pleasure, here is an artist's rendition of what that creepy bugger looked like. Okay. I'm sending, I'm sending, one minute, I'm sending. Don't rush me, don't rush me, Jordan. Hurry up. F***ing hell, don't rush me. I'm freaking out here. Still don't have it yet. I've found the cat person. (laughs) There he is. Imagine it walking down like a catwalk, like strike a pose, strike a pose. Yeah, mm, hey. Oh, Jesus. 
That's not what I was expecting. What were you expecting? I don't know. Giant dick. <laughs> is, that what, is that what your mind was on? I thought, you know, foot long, uncircumcised. <laughs> long dangly balls. <laughs> um, I mean, as sort of vampires go, that's probably about the best looking you're going to get. Yeah, I think that's probably an accurate rendition and probably, like you say, more of a eight to nine in the sexy scale. Yeah, I mean, what constitutes a ten, Ian? <sighs> Mate. Me? Bigger dick. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> I mean, I can be very dickish. <laughs> That's fine, yeah. So long as the dick is somewhere in there, I'm happy. <laughs> but that is it, Jordan. Vampires in a nutshell. What do you think? Real, fake? Oh, I don't know. Sexy? <laughs> well, that one definitely is quite sexy. <laughs> um, I don't know. I've never, ever remotely considered vampires as being a thing I need to worry about, really, in life. Oh, no, I mean, I've never really thought, you know, I'd better lock my windows and stick up some garlic, but maybe they exist out there in the world? Possibly. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I don't think I'd buy it. No? I think, quite simply, not something that I'd ever really pay much attention to. I think the way we sort of need to look at it is vampire, in the, the true meaning of the word, all it means is something that feeds off of you. And, and takes from you to gain for itself. A parasite. Yeah, I guess so, in a sense. But, I mean, like, it's not it's not parasitic. Like, it doesn't live in you. Not your host kind of thing. Yeah, it doesn't, like, inhabit inside you and feed off what you eat. Right. It's, it's just something that comes and takes, like, energy or blood or whatever it may be. But vampire can exist in other senses of the word. It's not just a creature that sucks blood. Right, yeah. As I have just based an entire segment on. <laughs> Do you have any other examples, Ian? Uh, I've got some more ideas and examples of vampiric creatures, like Incubus, Succubus. Right. Like energy vampires and that sort of stuff. But I didn't want to fill out this episode because we're 45 minutes in already. And also, they do feel like separate entities, don't they, really? Exactly, yeah. I didn't want to sort of, you know, muddy the waters and confuse people. Be like, vampires here, vampires there. Alien greys, they're vampires. Are they? No, no. (laughs) God, no. Oh, okay. They're just all right, shall I give you a little bit of a rest? Yes, please. Tell me some stuff. Okay. <laughs> and you at home, don't expect anything else from me. <laughs> they don't. No jokes here. <laughs> they couldn't expect any less. I'm just going to be the guy in the background just going, uh-huh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Because I'll just give you a little nudge if you snore. If you wouldn't mind me, that'd be great. <laughs> So if you recall, many moons ago, and many moons before that again, I did a little segment on this. But because there are just so many stories to tell, I felt like I need to bring it up again. Because I have a huge list on my phone of just stupid things that people have said. Which is what this is about. Beautiful. Like I said, people are dumb. Guys, <laughs> preface is like, not... All people are dumb. Just some people. Myself included, you know. I'm oh, yeah, not... we're not judging. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I think the general populace is f***ing stupid. Okay. But some of us make it more obvious. It's a way to alienate our entire audience. <laughs> if you're not dumb, please write to us and tell us why. <laughs> oh, God, I can't wait for next week's episode. Zero listeners. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, of course, I'm joking. Sort of. (laughs) So, starting off short and sweet, someone just says, cow milk was literally made for humans. 
No, it wasn't. It was made for cows. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like that is just fucking stupid. <laughs> there is not much more that needs to be said about that. That is just a statement that is wrong. I read something the other day that someone said they'd only just realised that a cow actually has to be pregnant in order to be able to take the milk from it. Right. They just kind of assumed that black and white cows just produce milk all the time. They th- they just think you know milk on tap. Yeah, but obviously they have to be pregnant like a human does. You know, like other mammals do. Yes, it does make sense, doesn't it? I guess hormonal changes and everything. Yeah, well, they're just gearing up to feed the child. In fact, I remember reading a thing about how potentially cow's milk is really bad for us. Yeah. Because, of course, it's made for what is going to be a huge creature. Mm-hmm. And, of course, generally we are not. I remember reading something similar. It must have maybe been the same thing. But, like, humans had to grow a tolerance to it. Right. That's why some people are lactose intolerant, because they just haven't actually been able to tolerate the milk. Like, we're not actually supposed to drink it at all. Interesting. That does make sense. Which, when you've said that, Ian, makes this person's comment pretty fucking stupid. Yeah, I guess that does make it ten times worse. (laughs) Next one. My daughter, at 16, obtaining her first driver's licence, was asked if she wanted to be an organ donor, to which she replied... Okay, but will it hurt? (laughs) I'm not sure she really understood what organ donor really meant. Yeah, poor lass. (laughs) Maybe she thought, well, it's Saturday, Megan. You know what that means? (laughs) It's lung removal time. You'll get by on a quarter lung, won't you? <laughs> I can understand that. I mean, like, if someone's so young has never heard the term before and then someone just comes up to you and goes, do you want to be an organ donor? Then your mind is going to maybe just come to the first conclusion it could think of. You know, I'll, I'll stick up for this, lass. Okay. Then it opens up that next can of worms that, that if someone doesn't quite understand this concept, mm-hmm. should they really be getting ready to drive? <laughs> I think driving is a bit more universally understood. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah, you grow up seeing cars drive around, don't you? You kind of have a concept of them, but if you don't know about organ donation, then... I'm only saying this because I did the same thing, all right? (laughs) So did it hurt, Ian? It it did, it did. (laughs) So the next one. A comment that quite literally reads as, I've never seen a wild rat... But I'm also extremely sheltered in my little town. Rats aren't really a huge problem. I think I've seen one rat my whole life. It was so big, I thought it was a kitten crossing the street. Spoiler, it wasn't a kitten. It was an absolute unit of a rat. (laughs) Haha, I almost hit it and then slammed my brakes because, like I said, I thought it was a kitten. They can get huge. Which, okay, fair enough. But then someone's reply to this was, uh, it's because wild rats don't actually exist. Oh, God. (laughs) To which there is a string of comments of people going, huh, and then, "Uh, are you sure? (laughs) And then this same guy goes, why are you all downvoting me like I'm wrong? (laughs) (laughs) As if wild rats are not a thing and he thinks they're just from f***ing films. Yeah, or just tame ones sold in pet shops. (laughs) Yeah. I love it how some people see something like them being downvoted And they think, why are all these people thinking I'm wrong? And their first instinct isn't to maybe use the computer that they have in their pocket to go, are wild rats a thing? Oh, shit, I am wrong. Whoops. You know, they just instantly jump to defending their stupidity. Like, why are you saying that? Like, I'm wrong. Like, mate. (laughs) Yeah, like a little kid. Yeah, just Google wild rats. See if if anything comes back. 
Well, in their defence, maybe it was a friend of the person that was like the rats that climb up the traffic lights and change them. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe forever they've had little arguments with themselves, (laughs) both of them totally wrong. (laughs) Wild rats aren't a thing. Yeah, they are. They go up to the traffic lights and they change them. (laughs) They're not wild, though, are they? They're obviously trained. (laughs) Ah, yeah, yeah, fair enough. (laughs) So in either way, both idiots. Both wrong, yeah. <laughs> and for the next one, this is sort of about when people started, you know, I don't know what you call it, but the craze of using old coins to sort of create a bit of a mosaic on the floor that you then get sealed over so you yeah. can walk on it. the epoxy over the top. Exactly. So someone posted a photo of this from a DIY project mm-hmm. doing just that, and they said, I used 13,000 pennies to create this flooring. Fair enough. But someone then retweeted that, saying... <laughs> Joke's on him, because now he's just wasted £13,000, SMH. <laughs> OK, I think they're forgetting about decimal point. Maths was never my strong point. <laughs> However, I do realise that 13,000 pennies is not quite the same as £13,000. No, wouldn't you take minus the two zeros? Exactly, yeah. What would that be, Ian? Uh, right, so you've got 13,000, that's so £130, Jordan. That is the one! Well done. Maths was my strong point. Quick maths. <laughs> can't spell, can't read, I can't f-ing write to save my life, but maths, I'm your guy. <laughs> Maybe you should be the mortgage guy and sort of team up with the little snail. It was because the, the slug that I went to f***ed me over. Uh, that's why I started doing the math, started trying to get real good at it. Right. And uh, now I am the mortgage master. They called me the snail king, actually. <laughs> I think you and I are enemies now, actually, because you're the slug king and I'm the snail king. Okay, well, I mean, we can form a team. It's okay. Horrible, gooey, slimy, wiggly things unite. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that sounds delicious. Oh, God, no, it doesn't. No, don't put that in your mouth. Oh, no. <laughs> and just as a side note, you know when this guy ended this this stupid comment on SMH? Mm-hmm. Obviously, that means shaking my head. Yes. And it wasn't until recently that I didn't realise that's what that meant. And honestly, I just thought it was so much hate. <laughs> oh, really? I don't know why. <laughs> See, that's a perfect example of one of those things like my wife not realising Scarecrow was to Scarecrows and me not right. realising your highness was your, like, height, highness kind of thing. So yes. that's a perfect example. Yeah, I suppose it is. And still, to this day, if I see it, my first thought is so much hate, then I'm like, no, no, shaking my head. No way. I don't know why. I I think it's because of the only way I could imagine that acronym being the thing, you know? Another example of that, and this one always kind of makes me stifle a laugh, is I remember hearing about this woman who thought LOL was an acronym for lots of love. (laughs) know what you're gonna say yeah somebody in the extended family died so they were like texting everyone saying so sorry for your loss lol (laughs) (laughs) like how horrible is that i'm so sorry to hear about your husband lol (laughs) oh you know what reminds me exactly of that so I've seen a friend of my mum's, I saw on a comment, oh God. a similar thing, you know, about a bereavement. Uh-huh. And uh, instead of a sort of a crying face, she put a laughing crying face. Oh, no. <laughs> Thinking that meant crying. And it just made me laugh. <laughs> she, well, I guess she just thought it was like... I see tears. Oh, tears, that must be sad. Oh, man. <laughs> but she used the laughing one. Oh, God. <laughs> 
so sorry for you and your time of loss. If you need anything, come to me. Laffy face. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Steve was a great guy. Lol. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, next one. Recently overheard a couple on the date talking about favourite movies. The guy confidently said he loved Ratatouille. (laughs) She responded... (laughs) Ratatouille! She'd never seen it. (laughs) Yeah! But he went on to describe it. A rat who's a chef makes great food. She's like, Ratatouille? (laughs) Uh, no, it's actually pronounced Ratatouille. Ratatouille! Isn't the name of the rat said in the film? Oh, no, wait, the rat's called Remy, isn't it? I haven't seen it, I'll be totally honest with you, but I understand the plot. To be honest, I only know that because my wife and I actually had some pet rats. Oh, you did? And she called her rat... Ratatouille. <laughs> she called hers Perry because she thought that was the name from Ratatouille. Oh. And then later found out it was Remy. And then I've just never been able to forget it. Brilliant. But in response to my wife calling her rat Perry, I called mine Matthew. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so we had two rats, Matthew and Perry. Which, obviously, really sad as well, because he seemed like a great guy. Yeah. Sorry, I brought a right downer on this sh**, haven't we? Yeah, cheers for that. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. It's a meme that just simply says, The oldest living shark, older than the USA which then has a picture of said shark. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. However, a guy goes, Bro, how is the shark older than the USA? I doubt the shark has been alive for 2,023 years. (laughs) Someone else goes, What? With a bazillion question marks. And then the same guy goes, Uh, the Earth and USA was created 2,023 years ago. I doubt the shark was the first person alive. (laughs) So, like, so much to unpack with that. Yeah, far too much to go into. That's another episode on its own. (laughs) Not only does he refer to shark as a person. A person. (laughs) (laughs) He's totally wrong about his f***ing country. Yeah, and the world. But basically everything, it just needs to go back to school. Depends. I mean, if that's where they got their education, then probably best not to go back there. <laughs> Possibly. Maybe go somewhere else. I think at this stage, he would probably benefit from just a couple of YouTube documentaries. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> at the very least. Maybe even a f***ing animal cracker biscuits, you know, that has animal facts on the back. Maybe that'll broaden his horizons a bit. <laughs> Maybe. So, pretty dumb thing to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one. I went to get a haircut today. The barber says, So what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a writer. What about you? (laughs) I'm a barber. (laughs) We didn't speak for the rest of the haircut. I would have made something up. I'd have been like, oh, I'm an architect. You know, just just let him run with it. Wow, that's so interesting. How did you get into that? (laughs) How long have you been doing it? You see, that's when you realise that he's genuine, because the haircut's shocking. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I was just waiting. I thought I'd get this cue down faster. (laughs) I just came in here, killed the barber. Now I'm cutting your hair. Oh, God. Do you you want a wet shave? (laughs) (laughs) 
But it's like one of those knee-jerk responses that you just make, I guess, automatic. You know, you're autopiloting, aren't you? And yeah, yeah. Someone says, how are you doing? And, you know, like, oh, I'm good, thanks. How are you? When you know full well that actually they're going through the worst time in the life. Or, like, if you say bye to someone and you say something like, have a good day, and they go, yep, and then you expect them to say thanks, and you go, yep, thanks, or yep, you too, <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing. And it just completely doesn't make any sense. I've totally done exactly as you said when I worked in like a customer service facing role yep and I think at this point people are just like yeah whatever yeah just on autopilot <laughs> exactly but in my head I just think oh you idiot <laughs> but luckily it's like oh next customer please you're going in one of my segments <laughs> Exactly. I'll leave you with one final one. Okay. And it is just my (laughs) favourite. Just because I think there's such a sweet innocence about it. But it's pretty dumb. (laughs) It goes like this. I was behind a grandmother who was apparently visiting Starbucks for the first time. The barista said, can I get a name for your drink? (laughs) She looked very confused and said slowly, I I guess we'll just call it Bob. That's not daft thing someone said. That's like a, a pure innocence. That's like uh, the sweetest old lady in the world. <laughs> you know, not like going, you fucking idiot, why would I name a drink? You know, going along with it, just be like, I guess we'll call him Bob. That's like the most sweetest thing ever. I mean, that is really sweet. That was the one that tickled me the most because I thought, that's going to happen. I love it. <laughs> if they don't realise anyone that doesn't shop at Starbucks like you and I do. I daft daft. <laughs> I think I've only ever got a Starbucks once and that was with you on our way to watch a show. <laughs> that is very true. You weird ghost pumpkin lattes or whatever they are. Yeah. That are green. Well, supposed to be green, but it was something else. Well remembered. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so if if you don't frequent at Starbucks, essentially, when they take your order, they'll ask for essentially your name. <laughs> Not a made-up name like Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Unless your name is Bob or Robert, you know, fair enough, go for it. Yeah. And they will write that on the cup for you to take away with you, just so you know it's your drink. And I, <laughs> do you remember when I was last at New York, mm-hmm. they had such difficulty with getting my name right at Starbucks. Yeah, I remember you saying about that. There was like J-O-R-D-I-N, <laughs> Jordan, <laughs> and, and I can't even recall the final one. It was like not even remotely anything like Jordan. You're like, yeah, my name's Jordan. They're like, Philip? Oh, that was it. They wrote John, but they went J-O-N-H. I'm lost for words. Yeah, so, I mean... John. <laughs> John. <laughs> well, I was like, Jordan, and they were like, John. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that'll do. It's like they deflated. Instead of asking for clarification, they just wrote John. <laughs> See, the, the only reason I knew it was mine yeah. was because I was the only one in the queue. <laughs> well, thank f- for that, because otherwise you wouldn't have gotten it. It'll be still there going, John. Like, can we hurry this order up my flight soon? <laughs> yeah. I spent my entire holiday in this Starbucks waiting for my drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so there you go. That is another compilation of some of the dumbest things that people have said on the internet. Fantastic. I can't wait for part four. <laughs> Part eight is the best. <laughs> yeah, just you wait till you get there. That's like a real clickbaity thing in it from like BuzzFeed. Like part eight is the best. You got to endure the rest of it first. <laughs> Speaking of which, we have been going for very long. My testicles are numb again. I'm trying to wriggle around on my chair without making a noise. And both of our wives want to come to bed. So I think on that note, we should probably bring this to an end, Jordan. I think we should, Ian. Fantastic news. <clears throat>
<clears throat> the end. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Two Guys What's Up. Don't forget to follow the show wherever you listen to us so you don't miss another episode and maybe even tell a friend. Take your friend into the sewers of whichever city, country or town you may live in and show them all the rats. And then go home and, and listen to Two Guys What's Up. What's up? I don't know. I'll call them Ratatouille. Ratatouille. <laughs> Whatever you want. <laughs> And if you would like to get in touch with us, our Linktree link is in the bio of this episode, which you can click on and be taken to every link you will ever need for all your Two Guys What's Up essentials. Do you want to get your own Two Guys What's Up t-shirt? Click the link! Wanna go and find out why vampires really hate garlic? Click the link! Wanna find out what you should call your Starbucks drink? <laughs> Click the link! And don't forget, we now have a Patreon where you can find all of your Two Guys What's Up extras, including pin badges, shout-outs, t-shirts, and if you really cannot get enough of our fantastic tales and gorgeous voices, well, you can get more because we now release bonus episodes which come out on the last Friday of every month. There is currently eight sitting there waiting for your ears to just gobble up that extra audio goodness. And all that is available right now, starting with the bonus episodes for just £3 a month. So if you want to help support the show and get some cool stuff while you do so, head over to Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash two guys what's up to check out all the goodies over there. The link will be down below for your clickety clackety cookity cookity clickety clickety pleasure. But if you can't do that, because that's a lot of clickities, but you still like to help us out, then a five star rating and review in your podcast app of choice would be the best way to do that for us, and we would be forever grateful. We would indeed, Miss Mo. But on that note, thanks for listening, guys. Y'all have an amazing week, and we will see you next Monday. Bye. Bye. Blood is mentioned. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> ah, f- no. Blood is f- off. Don't you dare start that, mate. <laughs> That's too easy. Honestly, I can't even listen to that episode. You know what? I thought that when I've sent that to you to edit. I was like, I bet you just run through that shit really quick. Yeah, fast forward that bit. I can't do it. <laughs> <coughs> it's so funny.